0: welcome in it's the scuttlebucks great to be with you as always especially after a division winning victory yes that's right the bucks are nfc south champions and reigning super bowl champions good time to be tuned into the scuttlebucks good time to be a buccaneers fan happy holidays everybody as always i'm jeff that's tom and the show is brought to you by our friends at bill curry ford hey now's the time Maybe you have your eye on a new ford truck yeah Maybe you want out of your lease. What about a major repair or something like that? Reach out directly to Bill Curry Ford GM Sean Sullivan. He'll help you personally, as always. You can find his email at BillCurryFord.com or just go to the Bill Curry Ford uh, outlet there. Outlet? That's not the right word. It's a showroom. It's a showroom indeed. I don't know why I called it an outlet. One mile north of the stadium on Dale Mabry Highway in Tampa. Huge Bucks fans at Bill Curry Ford and serving the community is what they're all about. Vitavea, Ali Marpet, amongst uh, some of the players that uh, actually purchased their vehicles from Bill Curry Ford. Bill Curry Ford has a nationwide lifetime warranty, new and used vehicles. And remember, you can always reach out to Sean Sullivan and the GM. He'll assist you personally. Ask for the Joe Bucks fan discount, BillCurryFord.com if you want to shop around. All right, well, it's always cool to win a division. Now, you know, I, I think it's important, Tom, to Take stock, take inventory, as now that all that remains is positioning for uh the playoffs and obviously trying to get healthy and see so you can get back and trying to to find some symmetry between certain guys that don't play as often and all that good stuff. But you know, I I hearken back and I think about this after winning the division, and we did it in reverse order here, Tom. We won a Super Bowl yep. championship prior to winning the division, but at the time that the Bucks pushed their chips into the center of the table and said, you know, Jameis has upside. He's putting up, you know, franchise record numbers. He's also making a lot of mistakes. And so we don't know which direction to go. On the one hand, we've got this arm talent. We got this guy who can pre-snap as well as anybody. He's a physical talent. He's dedicated. He's hardworking. And his upside is a 5,000-yard passing season, 30, 40 touchdowns in a season. Throws a lot of picks. We already know the story. But he was young, and you kind of thought, well, maybe in year two of this offense, maybe as he begins to to grow, you know, it, he'll cut down on those turnovers, and and we have our guy, we have a franchise quarterback, and then the idea that Tom Brady was available with a ready-made roster, and that he would also bring in two key components, or at least one, at the very least, right, in the form of Gronk, uh, that he would come in, and and we knew that Tom Brady is as good a quarterback, even at this age, as we've seen. But the thought was, does he have two, three years left in him? Is it worth taking the risk? And at that time, we debated it, you and I did. And and we ended up talking a little bit, uh, I think, more towards leaning towards Tom Brady. If specifically it was Tom Brady, nobody else but Tom yeah. Brady, then maybe you should do it. And they did it. And they did it. And before we say anything else about what this postseason is going to look like, the bottom line is this has been a massive win. It has been a franchise-changing decision. All the parties involved deserve a ton of credit. If you're sitting here today reveling in the holidays and the joy, think to yourself, you're a Buccaneers fan, and you have been for a very long time, and you've known an awful lot of misery, an awful lot of misery, save for that magical 2002 campaign and a few seasons before, uh, before it, right? And now you're a two-time winning uh, Super Bowl team and franchise and, and a fan of a team that has won two. You're a fan of a team now who's captured a division as well, uh, a division title, not something that we have a lot of experience in in Tampa. And, uh, and, and this is all gravy. This is all gravy. So take some time to ruminate on that a little bit after yesterday's victory at the time that we're recording this. It's a Monday. After yesterday's victory over Carolina. Yeah, you know, where
1: were you in 2007? You know, weren't you just having your firstborn son in 2007? I was. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. Uh, I was an undergrad at Florida State turning 21 years old. Uh, Florida State wasn't good then, but at least they finished over 500. And since then, so many things have happened. I mean, I'm a different person. It's a lifetime ago, the last time the Buccaneers won a division. Now, of course, the Super Bowl, like you said, you do it in backwards order. So you have the biggest banner there is in a Super Bowl. Those are the ones they put in the stadium. Then you have the division banner that they have in the practice facility, right? So that's that's what's going up now for the first time in forever. And I remember doing the Joe Bolts fan podcast a few years ago and, and talking about, you know, I'd like to win the division again. We don't win a lot of divisions around here in Tampa. Now, that's mm-hmm. since changed, but... I don't know what it is like, you know, you just look at all your rivals and you see how well the Saints have done, especially with regular season success, only the one Super Bowl with Drew Brees for a dozen years, which is kind of a travesty if you're one of the best offensive minds in football, that you only (laughs) win one Super Bowl with Drew Brees. But I digress. You see the Falcons win the division. You see them on the precipice of winning a Super Bowl. And Carolina had its moment where Cam Newton was league MVP, not the Cam Newton we saw yesterday. And the Saints consistently were there. And it went from a period of time in the early 2000s when I was in high school, we won the Super Bowl, where it was last to first. Remember that? It was like last place in the South is going to win the division next year. That happened like three or four years in a row. Well, we didn't win a playoff game from the span of my sophomore year in high school until last season. Like, it's just – you're right. It's amazing all these things that happened. And I think the folly – I think I'm going to laugh about more than anything else. I already am. When we go back in 10, 15 years and we look back on this period of Buccaneers history – the craziest part of this whole development was, Jameis was asking for thirty a year. We paid Tom Brady twenty-five to do this. He was cheaper. He was the cheaper option. How the hell does that work? But it did. And the, and the salary cap is going up another you know twenty mil next year, so you have some space to retain more of these players. I just yesterday felt like a preseason game for all the right reasons because we're winning. That's a rocking chair win. It was over by the middle of the second quarter. You could see it. After Carolina's first drive, that took eight minutes, and they, and they only get three out of it. You know, oh, man, it's going to be hard for them to score touchdowns today. And as long as we get into the teens, I feel good about it. Once we got there, and, uh, you know, we messed around, trying to get to a 15-point uh, lead at one point. But once we got there to 19, I was like, oh, this game's over.
0: And yeah, then you got yeah. to
1: enjoy yeah, We We should have enjoyed it on Sunday night football against the Saints. We should have. But you know what? Yesterday was a fun day. It was a great day as a buck. Because you just don't get a lot of these, and you're right. You should be reflective. We've got two weeks more to talk about You know where are we in the hierarchy of the NFC or, or the NFL playoff chase. For now, enjoy this week. It's a holiday week. This is you know about game 40 of the Tom Brady experiment that has been a, a huge success. This is a time to kick back, relax. We're playing the Jets this weekend. Who the hell cares? Enjoy your New Year's and celebrate the fact that we are raising banners in Tampa Bay. It's no longer raise the flags for a red zone attempt with uh Mike Glennon at quarterback. You're raising banners in Tampa. So yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful today. I feel great about it.
0: Yeah, I think that's the approach today. This is one of two scuttlebucks for the week and we'll do we'll be back with you for a longer version I think on Friday if only because we're going to we might even really kind of look past the Jets. We'll we'll do a you know, cursory glance at the Jets. But in truth, we're really starting to kind of roster build and think about what's what here for the postseason. As far as what we're talking about, about where we sit, you know, Tom, even with all of these injuries and uncertainties about who's going to be back and who's not going to be back and how how good will they look when they get back, how well will they play when they get back, all that stuff, I mean, I get it, it's important. These are important players we're talking about that are missing, and we also know Godwin's out for the year, so this is a lot to replace and a lot to be concerned about. There's a, a justified wringing of the hands, if you will, if your mindset is, I'd like to win back-to-back Super Bowls. Right. But you should take the time to reflect and appreciate the fact that the Bucks are the reigning Super Bowl champions and current NFC South champions. Uh, this experiment, this grand experiment has worked. Now, having said that, I will doff the cap to a guy that I ripped last week in Keyshawn Vaughn, who I thought looked good. Obviously, now you have the long run. That helps the numbers quite a bit in the first quarter with a 55-yard run. Uh, but I also think that, you know, you saw some things from Surreal Grayson, right? I mean, I I want to go back to that. Did you see Tom Brady sprint down there to congratulate him on that run Mm -hmm. Uh, because of the block? He also caught the ball. I got to tell you, okay, that he doesn't look useless. No, yeah. (laughs) Well,
1: it's really strange, man, because, you know, you see Scotty Miller make a cameo late in the game. You're like, God, have you really been passed by all these other dudes? He has.
0: Yeah, you've been falling uh, off a cliff.
1: I don't know what the hell happened there. We, we activated Justin Watson off of uh, the reserve list this week. I think that was on Saturday. It's, with the holidays, you never know what day it is. But I was like, wait a minute, Justin Watson is still on this roster? Like, what the hell? I but-
0: didn't know either.
1: Yeah, Cyril Grayson looks like he can be a player who has that one weird catch in the wild card round. You're like, oh, way to go, Cyril Grayson. We needed that third We needed that and <laughs> third third. 11. Way, yeah. way to go. Yesterday was a big day for me because you had the 15 targets to Antonio. It was clear from the word go on that first drive. We get that first down, but then there's a couple targets to Antonio. And you're like, all right, they're working him into shape today. That's exactly what this whole thing is about offensively. We're going to run the ball, do what we need to do, but then it's going to be Antonio. 15 targets, the 10 catches, made a lot of tough catches, uh, body adjustments with throws that weren't exactly perfect, got his hands underneath the ball on the grass in one big catch, and he's got that swagger back to him. He looks perfectly fine. If there were any lingering effects from the ankle injury that he had quite separately. Yeah, that's the part. uh, Of the uh, the COVID. I'm
0: going to remove remove all my frustrations with the – looniness and all that yep. I, the bottom line the player player mm-hmm. looked incredible tom yep. and it doesn't make any sense i know i interrupted you i'm sorry i just wanted to weigh in real quick i don't i don't how does a guy miss the amount of time that he does and this is not the first time in his career in his career he's had long absences for a variety of reasons and every time he comes back to playing football it's like he never missed a day that dude is naturally gifted mm-hmm. physically and is in Incredible shape. I gotta give him credit. He's always in good shape. Yeah, multiple things can be true. He's a piss poor human.
1: He's like Warren Sapp, but uh, he prepares. I mean, that dude. There's, there's everywhere he's been. Oakland, Pittsburgh, here. They all talk about and and the Patriots for like five minutes. They all talk about his his practice habits and how he's always prepared and ready to go. And he looked. You can't you can't look like that yesterday, coming off of your. You know, you haven't played a game since October. You right. can't look like that without extreme preparation and attention to detail. I mean, he is a finely tuned machine when it comes to what it is on the football field. And then also, Mike Edwards, who was suspended for the three games, played a, a team-high 70 snaps on defense. So that's also big that you get him back in the fold. Jordan Whitehead has been a revelation. Uh, the broadcast couldn't stop going on about him yesterday, but I I guess they needed to pick something. But Jordan Whitehead, has now that he's back and he's healthy, has been great for us. Winfield had to sit this week, but you get him back with Edwards and Whitehead. I really like what I have back there. You can see yeah. the pieces starting to come together. I know that these two offenses that the Bucks played the last two games are not great. Quarterback play is not great. Not great at all. But in this NFL, anybody can score 10 to 17 points a game. Anybody. So these these accomplishments these last two weeks tell me that the defense is starting to peak at the right time. And while I hate that Godwin's hurt and we need Fournette to be back in 100% for the playoffs, you're starting to see some answers here where maybe we're turning into a different beast. And one of the key moments yesterday to me when I was just reveling in the glory, second half, when Brady had to call a timeout, there was the late motion from Brate left to right, and the play clock is running down in the red zone. He calls timeout, and he chews everybody's ass out for a good minute as they're going to break. Thank you. Thank you. It looks like the attention to detail overall we're picking up. The intensity is picking up. I know it's the Jets and the Panthers again to finish the season, but as much as they can prove that they're getting better and, and they're getting a little bit cleaner, they're starting to prove it to me.
0: One thing I get excited about, you know, last week, Tom, you and I were talking about the run game and we're talking about the need to rely on it. And really in essence, if you go back through the last however many Super Bowl champions you want to go back at the end of the day, the teams, they may be able to do a lot of other things and those other things will catch your eye because they're sexy. But the truth is even the chiefs team that won two years ago could run the ball when they needed to run the ball. And they played really good defense. The Bucs can play really good defense when they're healthy. And I think they have guys that really enjoy running the football. And those guys happen to be both tight ends and receivers. That's one of the reasons that Grayson, I think got so much praise yesterday is that he loves to block, but Brayton can block. And Gronkowski is the best blocking tight end of all time, arguably. And, you know, I think as far as your point about uh, Johnson, right, he can block and likes to block in the interior. So, I think we're gearing up to try to play the brand of football that wins Super Bowls. I mean, that's ideally what they're going to do. You know, I know the beginning of the year was all about us, and we talked about this in the last Go to Bucks, spreading it out and throwing it a gazillion times. And Brady's numbers uh, obviously reflect that. But at the end of the year here, maybe by necessity due to injury, also maybe by design, maybe a little bit of both, we're really kind of, I think, ratcheting up the physicality, the run game, and the hyper-focus on dominating on defense. It does seem... To certainly coincide with health on that side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, but man, that's that's exciting because that plays and that travels.
1: What's interesting to me, just to pivot real quick, you mentioned Keyshawn Vaughn at the beginning of the things that made you happy. It was a big response from him. You know, the moment that they signed Le'Veon Bell last week, I'm like, well, that's it. Wait, just yeah. wait for the news that he's going to get cut, and he might still. That drop at the end of the game was not good, <laughs> and, and he knew. Yeah. Well, no, he's not. he knew yeah. how big it was. But <clears throat> here's the thing. Why did he get so much run yesterday? He was on the field for 24 snaps. Rojo was out there for 35. If you look, and I know that these are weighted down because, you know, uh, we had 35 dropbacks as a team, and so the offensive linemen are all going to be involved in 30-plus. But uh, in four chances, Keyshawn Vaughn in pass pro was our third highest-graded pass protector yesterday. You know who was last? Um, Ronald Jones. Of course. Of course. Yes, in five chances – Ronald Jones was last in pass pro grade yesterday. That's why Keyshawn Vaughn got a lot of run because he can do multiple things. Even though he's limited and he'll piss you off for certain things, they trust him more than they trust Ronald Jones in pass protection. That tells you where Rojo is a nice player, but he is limited. First and second down, I like 27 on the field, no problem. But if you're looking for versatility, right now he's not showing it. That's why Fournette's got to get healthy and get back soon. And it'll be interesting to see how Le'Veon Bell is used the next two weeks because maybe Le'Veon's going to be the answer in pass pro, but we shall see.
0: Yeah, Ronald Jones will not be back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year. And I I think both sides will part ways there. And you shake hands and say, hey, listen, it was a nice run. You know, you weren't a bust, but you're limited and you can help somebody else out. Um, Because they'll go on with Leonard Fournette, who's more versatile Uh, And I think a a much better back in in totality, obviously. When you can do that many things, plus you're good in pass pro, plus you can catch the ball, plus you're physical. I mean, it's just they're going to bring him back and that will be it for Ronald Jones. I would also draft a running back, by the way, I'm getting kind of tired, late, late in the draft, but that's just something different as an aside. Um, It'll be interesting to see when you start looking about the bucks roster, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but it's fun to try to identify people that are going to be here and why they would be. You're you're right to point out that Keyshawn Vaughn got those opportunities because of the limitations of Ronald Jones. Um, Just like, you know, there were opportunities earlier in the season. If you go back through this roster Uh, You know, it would have seemed to me that O.J. Howard had a chance. He doesn't anymore, and he's not going to be part of this team anymore, uh, in my estimation. Hey, he made a catch. It (laughs) happened. (laughs) But he won't be here any longer. And so you're you're starting to see guys, as they get geared up for the postseason, who are we going to be relying on? Some guys that might surprise you. Other guys that are familiar names that you're going to say, yeah, they really don't like him. They don't want to have to rely on him. And so... I think we just identified a couple right there. But, uh, yes, it's going to be very important for Leonard Fournette to get back healthy in time for the postseason.
1: Yeah, I think that play that OJ caught the ball was called back for a penalty. But but it happened. I saw it. Uh, he,
0: he actually did catch it, yes.
1: Yeah, he did. Um, uh, yeah,
0: those numbers are not good. Um, no. no, and, and that's know. the
1: thing. You know, last year, Tyler Johnson makes a huge catch in the New Orleans game, I believe it was. And then it's the huge flag. in in the Green Bay game, the third down, where his jersey gets tugged. But Brady wanted to go there in the big moments. Before halftime against Green Bay, the Scotty Miller throw that shocked everybody, and Troy Aikman couldn't contain himself as it was in the air. He's like, oh, before it was even caught. He's like, how is that guy that wide open? Uh, Antonio. And all of the new players, all the free agent acquisitions were the ones who scored touchdowns in the Super Bowl. You just never know who it's going to be, but you can tell by snap distribution – who the guys trust, and it's not like Rojo didn't have a big hand in what happened in the postseason last year. He did, but you're right. When you're looking for, obviously, in this offense, the way we're running it now, and we spread it out, and, and I know that yesterday was a little bit more of, of what we saw last year, but when we're all healthy, we like to spread it out with a back sidecar next to Brady, You've got to be able to do multiple things. So, yeah, we'll see. Again, the next two weeks to me are really big because I didn't even realize that Le'Veon Bell dressed yesterday until he came in in garbage time. I, I was like, Where's the hell he? Is he?
0: Played, he ran out the clock, right. Yeah,
1: he did. So he's out there at the very, very end. But it'll be interesting the next couple of weeks to see what types of plays they call when Le'Veon is on the field because that'll give you a window into what they want to do in the postseason. If I'm Keyshawn Vaughn, even though I had a nice day yesterday, I'm still looking over my shoulder. I don't know that this is a dead issue. I'm happy for the young man that he had big moments. With us, you know, that that it it has happened. If he is going to be cut, it's like, hey, you had your day in Carolina, that's great. But this is all going to be interesting next week, uh, uh, next two weeks, too. When you see if Mike Evans comes back, and my guess is maybe they'll try and run him out there the final week of the season. There's no need. To play I was going to say
0: before. I wouldn't bring him back next week. I don't think you need to. Um, but how are you going to run that offense now with
1: without Godwin? What formations do we look like? Is it completely different? I mean, you've basically got a, a blank canvas for the next three weeks to build whatever you want to build for the playoffs, and we'll see. We'll see if it changes or not.
0: I do want to answer this question though. And, and I guess this is a toughie. Let's bat this around before we sign off for today. We'll do a longer one, like I said earlier, uh, on Friday. Uh, but, okay, we both would agree Green Bay is the team to beat in the NFC. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm assuming you agree with that. Um, from there, are we better than the Rams? The way that Stafford played yesterday, yeah,
1: I think we're more consistent than the Rams. Their best might be good enough, but they don't always play their best, do they?
0: That's sort of a toss-up with yeah. us and the Rams. Yeah, I I think we're better than Arizona. Yeah, that they, what they've fallen so, apart.
1: You lose to a team that doesn't have any of their starting offensive linemen after about the first quarter. What the? That's a terrible. That's worse than the than the Lions' loss.
0: Well, I, I'm, here's the thing: we're starting. This is a different podcast, but we're starting to notice something about. Arizona. Um, and, and in particular, the quarterback who can be dynamic and amazing is hurt in perpetuity because yep. he's tiny. And when he gets hurt, he is not the same player at all that he is when he is dynamic and healthy early in seasons. Saw it a year ago. Same thing happened. Yep. They look incredible when he's right. When he's not right, this thing falls off, I mean, he it falls off a cliff. Now, Grant, it certainly hurts not to have the best receiver in the NFL out there for you, so I, I'll give them that. That's an aside. I think we're better than Arizona. Yeah. I think we're more physical than Arizona. I think we run the ball in Arizona, and I think, you know. I, I So my point is, if we're looking at the NFC, are we better than Dallas? Well, we beat Dallas. Yeah. Dallas' best, I think, might be better than the Bucks' best right now, given that Godwin is out for the season.
1: Yeah, it that's a tough one. That defense looks legit. You know, first six seven games of the year where they're yeah. getting all this run. I'm thinking, ah, eh, that's not the. Re- I mean, that's turnover luck a little bit. You know, I don't know that they're actually stopping people. They've gotten really good on defense. They've well, tightened Micah up. Well, Michael Parsons
0: the- is going to win a defensive MVP as yeah. a rookie. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that dude is everywhere. Yeah, and if you look um,
1: at the numbers, uh, I saw this morning the the uh, Trayvon Diggs versus uh, McLaurin numbers this year. And granted, they had like nobody throwing to him this week, but. It was uh, six targets, one catch, a pick, and three pass deflections. Like Holy God, because McLaurin doesn't yeah. suck now. That's not a no. bad player. Um, no. That that Dallas team is scary to me. The one thing I'll say, what gets interesting with the Green Bay argument, Green Bay given up an awful lot of yards on the ground, and they gave up 30 points to a Baltimore backup quarterback that people love now, but nobody knew who he was that day. Green Bay's mm-hmm. defense looks gettable. Their defense looks gettable, and and that's where you could make an argument that maybe Dallas is a more complete team when, when they're playing well than Green Bay well, I is. But it,
0: I think what we're getting at, and I and this was the point, and I'm glad you went down that road, because I played this game in my mind yesterday. And I'm here to tell you that it sounds like, to me, that you were going down the path of it's wide open, Jeff. Yeah, And I think it is pretty wide open. Now, I think Green Bay on their best day might be – Best here, especially hosting at Lambeau with fans, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but I'm not, none of those games are unwinnable. Tampa Bay could beat anybody yeah. in the NFC. We already know that. Tampa Bay is good enough to go back to the Super Bowl. And then you get into a big argument about who's coming out of the AFC and if it's the Chiefs, is, is it a rematch? Are we going to beat the Chiefs if they're healthy this time? All that stuff. I, I don't care about all of that right now. I care about coming out of the NFC and what are our chances of doing that. But it's a fun discussion that here we are, banged up, injury-riddled, have been all season long, and, and I'll, I'll do this now. We'll, we'll end where we began. That's an 11-4 and football team that just won the NFC South and is starting to look like a team that can beat anybody to get back to the Super Bowl Man, you really, if I told you at the beginning of the year, regardless of how we navigated these waters, if I gave you 11-4 and through 15 games, a division championship, and looking like a team that could beat anybody in the NFC to get back to the Super Bowl, you'd say yes. You'd you'd just say yes. Yeah, just ask questions. Just get us
1: to the tournament. That's all I care about. Get us to the tournament, and let's see what happens. I like the way the defense is trending. Now, the the counter argument is, well, Tom, you know, for the last four weeks of the season, New Orleans, Carolina, the Jets, and Carolina, how much are you really going to learn? And, and could it just be, you know, fake? I don't know. The, the way the defense is playing gives me more hope about our chances. I, I think they might be able to get a couple of stops when we need them. But, yes, when you're looking at all of those rosters and you're looking at their flaws and their strengths, I, I'm a little bit more worried about Dallas right now. But when we play our best, and if Leonard Fournette is healthy for that road game in, in Dallas, if it shakes out that way with the seating, or the road game in Lambeau, I think we might be able to line up and just run the damn football and get a few first downs and and, and control the clock if we need to. And then he runs
0: Brady throwing off a play action, baby. There it is.
1: Like it, it's it's live. Maybe last week we didn't feel so great about our chances in the postseason, but now I am looking at that. I am looking at the field and I am looking at what they are and what we are. All right, all right, we might be good enough again. We might we might just be, and we've got a couple of weeks to kick that around, which is the fun part.
0: Our thanks to Bill Curry Ford, our thanks to JoeBucksFan.com, our thanks to all of you. Happy holidays, everybody. I hope you had uh, a wonderful holiday, and I hope that you stick with us. We'll be back with you later in the week as we approach New Year's and as we get set to look at the Bucks uh, next week against the Jets. For Tom Wang, I'm Jeff Cameron. That's been the Scudder Bucks. Peace, be well. We'll talk to you next time.